Unconventional African. This time, I have a very special guest with me that is a very influential person to know. The guy, eh, he went from college straight into the corporate world and he's moving and shaking. People are asking about him everywhere he goes. That's why I had to bring him here so that he can get GSP with me and give you guys some ideas to help you better yourself in the job market. So, without further ado, I will ask my brother, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> my name is Tim Salau, aka Mr. Demetrius Burke. I am the CEO of Kenai, Life Station Hydrogen. Wow. So, you said you're aka Mr. What? Mr. Future of Work. Mr. Future <laughs> of Work. Didn't I say it? I don't want you people to say that in this realm, you never heard where you can get a job. So I'm trying to help you guys. This is Mr. Future of Work, and you are the CEO of what? Guy. Guy. CEO Guy. The CEO of Guy. Yes. CEO of Guy. Yes. 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 So what is Guy? So Guy is essentially a life skills training like the high school students. You know, the central life skills from your favorite teacher. So we imagine a future in terms of education where we have students, educators, parents creating bite-sized courses on Guy. Teaching essential life skills of entrepreneurship, like 401k, how to manage your finances to each other, right? Because we actually realized that, and my team and I, that life skills are the most essential skills necessary to survive in the career. Period. Because there's so many people with book sense, they don't get common sense. Easily. Like, like as in, what do you mean? You're going to college, you never wash your pants before. It's like, <laughs> Or manage your career. Or manage your, or just know how to handle yourself, period. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy because people have these conversations indoors but never actually bring it to the forefront. Exactly. You know, we always say, oh, you know, I wish we had learned this and I wish I had learned that. Mm-hmm. But nobody stand up and say, make me go and teach the children. It's so true. How to do these things. It's so Since true. that's what we wanted, you know. But you have stood up as Mr. Future of Fuck <laughs> to make sure that when they go into the work field, they are able to handle themselves yeah. in a better manner. Exactly. They will be better managers, better employees, better whatever they want to be um, because they will have a centralized skills early mm. and not have to allow life to give them slack <laughs> before they understand what's going on. It's true. And, you know, it's so funny because my co-founder, Mike, he's our CEO, Mark Cosmos, he's our CEO. You know, it's actually serendipitous how I met them. But when we, when Devon and I talked with Mike, so Mike was kind of like that third piece of our team that really brought things together for us and caused us to really focus on what problems we want to solve in the education space to address, you know, the life skills gap. And as soon as we had our first video conference with him, you know, because we actually found out about Mike just online because we were sharing a lot of thought leadership around the future of education and alternative education formats and his passion for education. At Devon and I, at the time, we were thinking, okay, what do we want to build in terms of an app in the education space? Because we're really passionate about social learning. As soon as we talked to Mike, he said, look, we need to address the life skills gap in education right now because students, 4.9 million students in low-income communities, aren't getting that education in high school. 
and they're also not getting it in, at home, and they're definitely not getting it online because it's online. Like all these like materialistic content, pop that toys, that split that, exactly. Go to jail, exactly. Up. They can't let me have they're that kind of They're not getting that value. So when Mike told us that, you know, he was really an important piece to our team because he really kind of brought brought things full circle for us, and that's what we were like. That's the gap we want to solve. And it actually really bridges with my passion on the future of work and this, you know, broader conversation around the importance of being able to communicate, being able to manage your career, right? Those soft skills that really, really matter in the workforce. Hmm. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, landing big market. <laughs> Even not for the fact that you already have your team up for joining. <laughs> <laughs> but say something that makes sense. Yeah. The reason why I'm saying that is because even when and a lot of people can attest, especially like in the other countries that, you know, are represented in the African diaspora. A lot of them sh- teach these basic life skills early. Yeah. You know, you go to nursery one, nursery two, nursery three, before you even enter into primary school, where they teach you basic life skills. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's crazy how in the American education system, we don't have that. You know, it's, that's funny, right? And I would even say my parents growing up, Watching my dad, because my dad's a pastor. He's a, he's a pastor, actually. He used to be Texas. Hey, Christ Chapel. Hey, Christ Chapel. Go to Christ Chapel. If you have prayers, I'm not going to ask. Go to Christ Chapel. You will pray for you. I want to pray for you. May your prayers be answered in Jesus. You know, growing up, I watched him speak in our parish, in our church, weekly, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know? So, and I really, I think growing up, I really got to more of his skill for communication to now where I'm at a point where I travel the world and I'm speaking around the future of work, talking about guide our app. You know, I'm often, you know, having to handle myself in these rooms, but I have to be a master communicator. So that life skill, I learned it from my parents, but thankfully I was in a home where I saw a master communicator at work in my dad, right? Because that's what he did. That's what he, that's what that was his livelihood. And that's what his love. And I think there's this opportunity for us now society where you know there's students who aren't getting right and i think that those are the, like if you can't communicate in a boardroom or if you can't communicate at work or if you can't communicate your needs or be able to pitch yourself to get opportunities you are going to struggle in this life and i don't think life in society is making is getting any easier because of all of this technology and i think all of this misinformation and um and i think we need to really start guiding the next generation to a, a certain path where they can achieve what they want in life, right? That fulfillment. If you can make yourself stand out in a group of people, people believe you. True. That's like confidence is the biggest thing, True. but you can't have confidence if you don't know how to communicate. Ooh. And uh, don't let people tell you who you are. Yeah. You need to know who you are and you tell people who you are. Uh, because if you don't, if you're not able to tell people who you are, they're going to tell you who they think you are and you're going to go with it. And it's so sad. You don't want to spend the rest of your life living somebody else's dream. Ooh, that's that's so real, Elizabeth, because, you know, I actually, I realized that, you know, as soon as I graduated grad school, I had an amazing role. I was working one of the top tech companies in the world in Microsoft, and I was in the, the, the best role I wanted. It was the role I sought after as soon as I graduated. It was an AI product management role. I love product. And, you know... While there, I had an awful experience within the team I was yeah. on. Microsoft is an amazing company, great culture. But the team I was on and the, the manager I was working with, 
was horrendous. Like, mm. It was an awful experience. He didn't care about my personal growth or my career growth. And then the team culture was also really toxic. Oh, God. So I, I like he was working with me. <laughs> so I left, right? But I realized that, you know, at that point in my life, that that was the bar I had settled, I settled myself on. Now I, I was going to be a, I want to get a great product management job and I'm going to do really, really good at it. And hopefully, you know, that will cultivate me for like the next three years. Like, wow. I'm just going to be settled on that job. But because it wasn't feeling my purpose and my wow. aiming in life, and mm-hmm. I wasn't growing because the environment wasn't set up for me to grow, I actually had to make that thoughtful and, and intentional decision to leave. Because you knew who you were. Because I knew who I was. And, yeah, yeah. When, and I made that decision literally on I mean, this year, right? We're about to go into a new decade, not another year. But I made that decision. I think when I made that decision, I realized that I don't want to live someone else's story. Mm. Right? Because I think that I always had this mindset that, look, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do it for a while, and then I'm going to do whatever is next, right? But I wasn't allowing something else, a bigger, you know, a bigger, defending a bigger, you know, uh, purpose to really guide my path. But I I think when I really made that decision in my life to just leave, you know, that awesome role, that ideal role that I always envisioned, I think it actually changed me in a big way. It allowed me to realize, look, you can't control everything. But what you can't control is what you want your story and narrative to become. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and and you know it's 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 like you cannot live anyone else's dream but yours, man. And like you you should never settle for if you're in an environment where it's toxic and you're not growing and someone else is controlling your path. Wow. I that literally that point changed my life because now I'm so more in tune and aware of what am I controlling versus what someone else is trying to dictate in my wow. life. Wow, that's I mean, at the end of the day, everybody needs to know who they are. That's the basic foundation of this all. Like, know who you are and know how much you worth. Because sometimes we say, oh yeah, this is my dream job and my dream this. But what if you were dreaming really small? Yeah. So now you're limiting yourself for the rest of your life when you could be something so much greater had you had known fully who you are mm-hmm. and fully what you were capable of. Because crazy enough, those people in those toxic environments they can see stuff that you can't see about yourself. Mm-hmm. And they can see your full potential. And that's why they try to keep you in a box. Don't let nobody box you, mm-hmm. ever. If you know your, if you know who you are and you have a narrative for yourself, you can tell people, look, I don't have to work for you. Yes, this is an incredible job, mm-hmm. but this may be an incredible <laughs> job for somebody else. Ooh, that's real. Like, you just got to be real. And um, That's why I tell people, look, you work for yourself. Like you could, you, if you, if you're in this generation, because I talk about the future of work a lot, and people know me for it. Look, in this generation, we work for ourselves, but you work with others, maybe an organization or yes. a business partner, in order to create something that you guys both find mutually beneficial, right? Yeah. And that's why I try to instill the mindset: like, stop saying that you work for someone else. Like, if you are in this mindset where you always feel as if you work for someone else. That's going to be your entire mindset the rest of your life, and you will always be someone working for someone else. That's but you got to start. Bro. That's slavery. You got to start thinking that you work for yourself, but you work with others, or you are working within an organization yep. in order to drive whatever business outcome. But look, you got to always have your vision, your destination, your career goals always at the front of your mind. Like, don't ever let a manager tell you that, look, this is all you're going to become, or let a company tell you that this is all that we're going to grow you towards. Like, this is going to be your ceiling, and then. You know, like you're for twenty years. Yeah, mind you, they're CEO and CNO and CTs and CTs and CBBBB, whatever they call themselves. Yeah. And 
they get to be home for Christmas. Yep. They get to go on vacations. Yep. They get bonus checks and all that stuff. Yep. And they're here. Because all of us are capable of being CEOs and founders Absolutely. of something. We all have something inside of us. So let's stop working for other people if that's not what your destiny is, if that's not what you want to do. If you say, okay, I've been working for so-and-so, and I've learned a lot. I feel like I can take it on by myself and start my own company. I've always wanted to start my own company. Mm. Take that leap of faith. Take that leap of faith. And you're the CEO of your career. That's and why I tell people. You're the CEO of your career. Yeah. You're talking, and it's like, use use opportunities. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with working in corporate America. I've worked in corporate America. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. What's wrong is working in corporate America but not having a vision. Yeah, it feels like stuck. It feels stuck. You're like you feel like you're indebted to being here forever, yeah. being in this one role yep. forever. Yep. And that's where the problem. And is. I think that's where you know that's and I think it goes back to our conversations. Like our parents, you know, your parents. There's people whose parents they just expect them to like go work in that corporate job and you know make sure you paying your student loans, you're taking care of us, and then like. You know, you're able to get that pension, even though they don't even do pensions anymore. But if you're able to take care of yourself, yeah. we just want you in that role for like the next your next ten years. So like, and society's telling like, no, stay in that role because eventually you need to start a family. Like, do that. But yeah, then, how you gonna get four hundred one k? How you gonna get a four hundred one k? Like, I know you, I want you to get married. So like, everyone is telling them what to do, like how to manage your time, how to what like what their path in life is, and it's like no one is really asking themselves is like, what is my vision? Like, what do I really want to do? And it's crazy because. You will start to repeat what people tell you you are. <laughs> it's true. And it's it true. sounds crazy, it's true. but it is. Like my whole life, people always, oh, my mom was like, you'll be a doctor, you'll be yeah, a doctor. Yeah. Before you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to med school. Yeah. I want to go to medical school. <laughs> but like you you believe it. Mm. And you start to envision yourself. Like they'll tell you things like my mom used to always like, they'll be saying, Pigeon Dr. Emmanuel. Yeah. Pigeon Dr. Emmanuel, that sounds good. You know, call me over the hospital. Um, I've seen doctors paged in the hospital. It's actually very annoying. Mm. They don't like that. It's not fun to be paged in the hospital. So it's it's you get people people get you all hyped up about their vision for you, and you start to believe it. And you lose sight of what you actually had a passion for, and that's the danger zone. Mm. Um, when we're talking about like the future of work and mm. things like that. Where do you envision the future of work? Because I know you talked about having a bad experience with your manager mm-hmm. and being in a toxic environment. Tell the people what like you're leaning towards when you talk about the future of work and how you see and how you talk to other people about the future of work and improving the work environment. So you know when I talk about the future of work, I talk I, I really lead the discussion around. I think it's going to be an opportunity for workers, us people, to have more control and agency on where we want our careers to be and the type of work that we we want to do. So, for example, if you look at the trends right now, it's expected by 2025, over 50% of the economy will be freelance workers. So that means people that are maybe driving Uber part-time or on the side, or people who are actually using gig platforms such as something called Upwork, or who are finding opportunities on LinkedIn to you know partner and collaborate with people want to have them do consulting gigs or maybe, you know, do graphic design work, right? So if you look at that trend and you think about a world in which people are going to have more control on what projects they want to work on, what companies they want to work for, because right now we're actually in what's considered a worker's market. That means that 
there's actually a, there's more jobs available than workers. Mm. So therefore, that means that employers have to be very intentional and they have to actually really market themselves so people are interested in working with them. So that means that workers have more control over wow. you know where they need to go and have more kind of uh, how how do you say leverage power, yeah. leveraging power, negotiation power on who they want to work with, right? So therefore, if we're in this workers' market, it's actually considered that we're going to be in a workers' market throughout if there was a recession to happen because there's still not as many jobs as people, right? Wow. So therefore, you, if you think about that future. I think there's this really, really powerful opportunity for us as people to actually be in a position to do more purposeful work. Wow. That means pursue entrepreneurship, whether it be your salary worker, but still have access to gig platforms. Yeah. And actually start thinking about how can I live a life that's flexible and brings me fulfillment so I can still work within a Microsoft or work within a, a WeWork, but at the same time, I'm pursuing my podcast career. <laughs> right? Or I'm pursuing my life as an author. Or I'm pursuing, you know, my life as building my own company, right? That flexibility is something that I think we have been missing for the last 50 years of work. Because in the past, work has been seen as this, you go to work, you get that paycheck, and you stay there for 20 years to get that pension. No, 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 no. We're a different generation now. And New because flash, of technology. No more pension. No more pension. <laughs> and because of technology, you can work anywhere, anytime. Wow. I mean, I think that when you, the way you describe it in the future work, I think that that's something that people need to know. I think that people are very hesitant to like go on job interviews and things like that because they're like, I hear a lot of people say, there's no jobs, there's no jobs, there's no jobs. Um, but you're saying there's jobs and the jobs need people to work in. Yeah. So I, how, do we, how would you advise people to go out there and market themselves? Because sometimes... I don't feel like we market ourselves or articulate well when we go into those rooms, so it makes it a lot harder. So you, how would you say? You know, we were talking, you said earlier, you're the CEO of your career. Yeah. Like, I'm such a big proponent of personal branding because personal branding will lead to you creating your livelihood. Wow. That is the generation that we're living in right now. Like, I don't ever let, if anyone tells you don't build your personal brand, they are lying to you and they're trying to limit your potential. So when you say personal brand, mm -hmm. break that down for us. So breaking it down is like whatever social site that you are on right now, whether it be a LinkedIn, an Instagram, or even your Facebook, you need to start building your network. Like literally building your network and putting it out there what you're great at. Like, for example, you, Elizabeth, you're great at public speaking. You're uh, great at media, podcasting, right? Talking with people, right? Hosting things. That's your personal brand. Okay. Like this channel this podcast is you kind of showing that passion and people know you for it it's why you're notable it's why it's why people are seeking you to be on your podcast platform right so like that's you building your personal brand and now you got to think about this in the sense of corporate america if you are great at marketing if you are great at communications if you are great at just business right you need to start putting that out there. That means you better, if you have, if you are building a business, you better make sure your Instagram have everything you're doing with that business so people know. If an employer looks at your Instagram, they're like, oh my God, like this guy is really great at, you know, starting a business from scratch. Or looking at your LinkedIn, this guy is really great at talking about the future of work. Or is really great at social media marketing. Like we are really living in a generation now where we have to start seeing ourselves as a media platform. Wow. Right? So that means you cannot be static. So, at all. So what you're saying is, hey, watch what you're putting on social media. Yeah, easily, easily. Making sure that your social media account is branding you well. Yes. And number three, 
making sure that you even have access yeah. to a social media. Because I know so many people are like, uh-uh, I don't do social media, social platforms, yeah. but it's kind of like... The introverts of the world. <laughs> and, I, it's all, and I completely... Well, some of them are not yeah. even introverts. Some yeah. of them just have gotten off of them um, completely. Yeah. But you're saying that's a good way to even market yourself because... So. I, I may not have had a great interview with you, but if I go on your platform and I see that you're everything that I'm looking for, why not? Yeah. So I, how I got my first job working with Microsoft was through social media. Wow. Literally. I was posting so much about artificial intelligence because I've always, I'm, I'm passionate about technology. I talk about it every day. I'm so passionate about it. I talk about it because I, I really care about it. So it's been always been a part of my personal brand. I was sharing so much content around it that one of the CVPs at Microsoft saw what I posted. He was so intrigued by the conversations that I was leading. They said, you know what? I think there's an opportunity for you on my team at Microsoft. I go in, I interview, you know, I, I put my best foot forward. The next thing you know, two weeks later, they call me back and say, look, we want to give you not only, they didn't even give me the role that I actually went to interview for. They gave me the better role that I was looking for, which is an AI product management Wow, because so, you went in there and you communicated what but, you are. But before that, I was already doing that. So he already said, look, oh. I see that potential in you because I already see you. Wow. You're leading that thought leadership. You're wow. driving that already. You're building a personal brand. Y'all better get on your social media. Now, 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 Log up whatever you're listening to. Log up this podcast and go na 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 my official Instagram. Yeah, social media. Everything. It's true. Whether you have LinkedIn or Facebook or WhatsApp or everything, go go and fix it. All the rubbish DMs. Go and delete it. It's true. All the enemy of They put on social media. Social media is, I think, the biggest opportunity. For our generation right now, it's your opportunity to build a network, build your own audience. Build yes, because community. people go like Cardi B. She was making videos and all that other stuff, and now look at where she is today. Um, there's so many other social media people that like they were on social media. They're known for being on social media, but they built a platform by being on social media. And I mean, we're not saying that you can't post your personal things and. You know, have fun with social media. You can still be authentic. Yeah. I'm yeah authentic. And that's one thing I'm really intentional about, even with my personal brand, you know, and what people know. It's like, I'm still me. Like, I'll be sharing, I'll be sharing, like, the dinner I have at the after. So, I shared actually the dinner I had um, this Christmas with LinkedIn. And people wouldn't think that, like, you know, you sharing what you have on your dinner table, especially if you're like an African meal. Like, they, people wouldn't think that's LinkedIn worthy, but people are going to connect with you if you're authentic. Like, people are going to connect with you if you keep to your roots, whether professionally or personally. Yeah. You know? You just have to do it in a way that makes sense. That makes Um, sense. Absolutely. I think that the way you have considered yourself in the corporate world, I think that that has gotten you so much respect. Mm -hmm. And just even me hearing about you, I was like, this accent is something powerful, my God. Like... You know, I need him to help me fix my LinkedIn. I need to be, I need to be branding on LinkedIn, making sure that I'm branded on my social media accounts and stuff. I got you. You know, making sure that I can go into these rooms and articulate myself properly because I feel like you have done that over and beyond anybody's expectations. And I think that now you have created a space for young black guys like yourself to enter those places and not feel like they don't belong because that's the way you know that's i've been in spaces where i'm the only black spec mm. and you have to be able to stand in that and be okay with that 
And not only are you the only black speck, now you're African. So now everybody want to know about your roots. <laughs> and now they want to ask you questions like, oh, yeah, I have a cousin in Kenya. Well, I'm Nigerian. I don't know nothing about Kenya. But, like, things like that. Like, you have to be able to know how to network around that and approach these questions and um, approach being in a corporate world in a way that you don't lose who you are and lose the confidence in yourself. Mm. Um, but you build that. You build that confidence. You come in, with, you leave with more than you came in with, mm. instead of leave with less than you came in with. Because that's what most of us do. We go in and give it our all. We have all this energy and passion and stuff. And then you leave those companies and you're like, where do I go from here? Mm. Um, so one last question that I have for you that I think the people would benefit from. What is one major tip on LinkedIn mm. that you feel like people can, besides being authentic, like one like major tip that you feel like they would benefit in order of getting themselves out there to different companies, whether it be jobs or whatever? Yeah, so this is a practical tip. You know, start being, you know, start sharing videos of yourself, whether it be a minute or less, and maybe one or two a week of you sharing a little bit about what you're learning in your field, right? Whether you're a nurse, you're a marketer, or you're a product manager, or you're passionate about social media marketing, literally every week, maybe share one or two videos, a minute or less saying, I'm learning this, or I, I, you know, I found out about this today, or this is a cool project I'm working on. Um, because, and I say that, I say video because I think we're now living in a show me culture versus a tell me culture. Mm. Like people, people I don't show want you better than I, I, can I tell you. I can tell you I'm, a, I'm the CEO of God, but Betty, I can show you because I'm building the product. Period. And I, <laughs> we're working on the product, right? I can show you our demo. You know yeah, what I'm Mr. saying? Yeah, Mr. Talk and do. Right, and I can tell you I'm a good speaker, but better yet, I'll show you the keynotes. Period. Right? Like, I, people are really looking like, show me what you're great at. And that's just the culture we're living in. I, it's something that we cannot, we can't challenge. Like, it's, it's just, it is the way of life now. Because Barack, we could, Barack Obama said, I was the president, but we could show, he could show you all the great things he did. Period. All the people he moved, right? Yeah. Like you, that's that's the way you need to think of now. So that's why I think video is really, really powerful because it allows you to tell your story and control the narrative. And if you're really consistent with it on a LinkedIn or even Instagram or even TikTok now, which is a really popular emerging social video platform, I think these are opportunities where you can start building your network and getting notoriety around the things that you love doing. So everybody go and get your video camera. Without the phone, camcorder. <laughs> digital camera, anything. Go and get your laptop camera, everything. Go and make video. Do it. Do it. Market yourself. I mean, you're making videos right now, right? To show, like, I'm doing these podcasts. Okay. And it's amazing energy, right? <laughs> like, I'm trying to tell my listeners so they don't fall behind. This ain't, like, this ain't no ghost podcast. Like, this is the real Elizabeth in the room. What do you mean? This is me. And I really want you guys to take the time, make these short minute videos because this is Mr. LinkedIn himself. He's giving you raw practical skills on LinkedIn to get yourself out there. Yeah. So even if you're a nurse, show how you're putting in IDs, mm -hmm. show how or talk about just get a camera and talk about how you know how to do certain things. That's way. These people will notice you. This is a talk and do culture. So not just talky talky, but we must do do. Okay? Wait, not do do like 
people. Y'all get what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. Show me. Show me. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. I think that like you have dropped some major gems. Like this is gonna be a very beneficial podcast. I think that a lot of people are gonna grow from it, and a lot of people are gonna learn something very value valuable to their personal growth, career growth, um, just growth in general, because even just something as simple as posting videos one or two times a week and I'll get noticed, um, I think that that's powerful. We make videos all the time anyway. Y'all stay straight flexing. Let's not play. Um, you can make many videos on Instagram, and we do that all the time. But to do that for something that's going to be of your benefit is powerful. And I thank you so much for telling us that and being very real with us. Um, even just talking about, like, being in toxic environments and the workforce, especially working for something as great as Microsoft, things mm-hmm. like that. Like, just being very real with us, I thank you for that because a lot of people need to hear that. A lot of people need to know that. And your app that's coming out, y'all, y'all better go <laughs> as soon as it drop it. Everybody go and look for it. Because this app sounds like it's going to actually change some of what our culture um, is stuck in. And that's not... Being okay with not knowing, yeah. but ignorance is not bliss. Ooh. Like um, we got to, we got to. Is is we're too much advanced to not know by now. So thank you so 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 much. Please shout out your app again. Shout yeah, out yeah, the people yeah, you yeah. work with. Tell us how we can keep up with you on social media. Absolutely, absolutely. First of all, thank you, Elizabeth, because I think what you're doing with the conventional African podcast is powerful. And more importantly, that our community needs this. Houston and the world, like our global African diaspora. And I'm just so thankful to be a part of the story and the journey of it and support you anyway um, um, to just elevate this because this is necessary. You know, I've never, I haven't, this is literally one of the best podcasts I've ever been on in my life. One. And I think I love it because I could, I see what you're doing, I see the vision, and I see how you're looking to magnify it down the line. And so just thank you for the opportunity. So shout out for our for our app. It's called Guide Life Skills. It's the life skills training app for high school students to learn essential life skills from their favorite creators. So you can download it probably by the end of quarter one, maybe early February. I'll probably let Elizabeth know so she can give us. No, we definitely we're gonna definitely put that out there. Um, we're gonna put that out there. It's gonna be on iOS and Android. So definitely download it when it comes to when it comes to changing. If you're an educator, and you're a teacher. Let's talk because you know we're really trying. to Mind you, I have plenty as you're yeah, talking. Yeah. I'm just listing all the people that will be on that app. <laughs> and, and shout out to our amazing guy team. My brothers Mike and Tavana and our amazing team Jonathan, Basam, Monale. All of you, you guys are amazing. I'm thinking of you all. I hope you all are well and having a great holiday. So. Definitely, you know, connect with us if you're interested in working with us. God is going to, we're, we're, our 2020 is going to be crazy. We're really going to be putting in work. So we are really looking to partner with people who are interested in partnering with us and really scaling God in the U.S. Yes, 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 yes. Please let us know your social media and different Oh, yeah, yeah. LinkedIn, Tim Salau. Instagram, Tim Salau. Facebook, Tim Salau. So Tim Salau everywhere. Tim Salau everywhere and Twitter, same thing. But I'm really on LinkedIn and Instagram probably most. And if you want to join an amazing global community, focused on career mentorship, join our mentors and mentees community, a guide community, 
that's on Facebook, if you're really passionate about you know leadership and you really want to take control of your career, I've been building mentors and mentees, a guide community for the last two years now. We are a 10,000 member global community. We have people in Nigeria. I see brought this guy here. We have people in Nigeria, people in Austin. We have people all over the world. And it's literally, you know, we've been featured in Forbes. We've been featured in Wall Street Journal. It's one of the most, it's one of the world's largest career mentorship communities. And we would love to have you as a member if you, uh, if you want to be a part of the movement. Ah, these people must give me invitation before I do. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for being on the cast. We enjoyed the conversation. And I pray that you guys actually utilize what he has taught you. Don't come and say you don't have a job in 2020. Mm. I'm going to tell you, it's a lie. Go to make your videos on the LinkedIn, and then you get a job. Okay? okay? And I expect Christmas presents 2020, December, because I'm giving you all these tips. As for now, the unconventional African is out. I'm talking about the unconventional, unconventional, unconventional.